0: Previously, on the Death Saving Bros Podcast. Tonight, we are a Ten Candles podcast. All your characters will die. Ambionitis touched the black diamond. That was ten days ago. The world went dark. Five days later, they came. What are they? You only know that they are afraid of the light. Riley Bevden, he said, I have a plan to defeat these things. And he left. That was three days ago. Now the supplies are running low. All you knew was that he was headed
1: to his tower room.
2: My name is Pal M. Lamper, and I work
3: with Riley. I am going to be playing Miles Bevden, Riley's twin brother.
1: I'll be playing Jack, and he is a super toned soft soldier. My name is Indigo Montoya. Since my father
4: had died, I turned to the drugs.
5: I am Ebenezer Scroob, a tiny little gnome. We need to help Riley.
2: I say we go inside to the tower and not be out and open
0: like this. But as you pass the library, Miles, you feel warm air. You do see a single droplet of blood under the windowpane. And that's blown out.
1: And there's...
4: And we are going to go back to the group.
1: (laughs) We still have the diamond. We don't know what that does. But we have it and crazy shit is happening, going to link the two together. You hear from the top of the stairs.
0: Hello? Hello, Riley, open up. A conflict roll for looking through the keyhole. There is a mass of shadows.
3: And I hit the door with all my weight. I do see small couple drops of blood. You see
0: shimmering vials. My glow sticks. And Riley is not in the room. Give me a conflict roll.
3: And there are no sixes.
0: They failed conflict. Choose a candle to darken. Only nine lights remain. The world is dark
3: riley during his experiments that is linked to these creatures i
0: would say we find torches riley he is still alive there's nobody else alive in the tower the sounds you have been hearing are coming closer
2: we find a body that gives us information we we see a list of riley's plans
1: could i say that diamond would alert us every time we felt that warmth and And we we are are still still alive. alive
0: Welcome to the Death Saving Bros Podcast. We begin where we left off with our session of 10 candles. We begin the new scene. You are outside the fortress, just beyond the front gates, where you have found a body that seems as if its very essence has been stripped from it. There is blood around the nose and at the ears. Its eyes are wide and devoid of any light whatsoever. There's not even the whites of its eyes remaining. But other than that, the body remains unmarred, unscratched. The story is yours.
3: Everyone, this, uh... hate to say it, but this looks to be the, the stable boy who used to look after the horses.
1: Well, he got fucked up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would look. I would look as it. Uh, does anybody want to go ahead and check his pockets? See if he had any extra food or maybe if there's any information or anything?
0: Sure. What's he got on him? You can find in his pockets that there's the mildest dust of moon sugar. So, there were some rebels who defied the dry commands of Riley. They didn't want to be dry in this fortress. Uh, You can also find that there is the stub of a candle. And you can see that there is a roughly scribbled note there in the shadows.
4: Alright, so uh... Um... (laughs) I don't think (laughs) you really had... I don't think he really had too much on him. That was of significant (laughs) use. Uh, this note says that they are in the dark, which I thought we already knew that because they hate the light. It says they're in the shadows. Shadows, yeah. No, see here. There it is. Um...
2: What if... if we move a light into the shadows that, like, move somewhere else and we can't see them in light, so if we, we can only see them if there's no light at all?
4: It sounds like we should have, a light burning at all times.
2: Basically. I'm not turning
0: off the candle Unless
4: off they can still hurt us while they're invisible, in which case we should never have a light
0: burning. By the way, you have lit the torches now instead of the candles? No. Oh, outstanding. Have you? Or no. have you not? No. Okay, you're still working on candles. I want to light a torch. All right, the torch is lit now. The candles, those candles that you have been burning since you first went up in the tower, they're burning down to stubs now. You're about to run out of those candles, which means that you have five candles and you have a few you have three torches.
3: And how long do those four like lamps that we found up in Riley's quarters last for?
0: You would know that they burn the same length as a candle, but they burn brighter.
3: Great. So we have four of those as well. Three of those. We have three of those as well.
1: And three torches.
0: We're alright. Three of the bright lights, three torches, and five candles remaining. Listen, all we gotta do is
1: find out what Riley was trying to figure out here. It all goes back to this diamond. And at that point, I want to pull the diamond out and look at it. Is it doing anything? You can see that there is a very faint light at the
0: center of the diamond. And it feels warm. It does not feel warm,
1: but you can see a faint light. Okay, I want to make that known. There's a faint light here, and that shit wasn't there before when we were in the room. So, I was the guess. Do I know it's because something's around us? And that could mean because Riley's close. Um, like, do I know that to be true? Like, I know that this is alerting us to something's around us that shouldn't be. Or am I? Do you, I would, have to guess you would. You would now know that because you because it was a truth. Like yes. we have the torches. It's a known, tangible fact.
3: Yeah, within Riley's papers, we could have read it up in his room.
1: Yes. Okay, so
0: I know this. So we know this. So you read it when when you were in Riley's room, you did read it,
1: and that was when you started looking at this. Does it... Does it... Okay, is there a light and it turns warm? Like, does it distinguish both, or does it just say there's a light? It says that there is a light and that it will get warm. Okay, but it doesn't... He hasn't figured out
0: when it'll get warm? It says that it will get warm when something gets near, but right now it's just a faint light.
1: Okay. Well, this wasn't doing this before so i'm saying that there's something around us that shouldn't be there but we already knew this and do we know the sounds are getting closer you do know that so and i would imagine the light will get brighter as whatever's making those sounds is on its way back and this little guy right here his eyes are ripped out Or there's no eyes no they're just all blood black. from it Oh, they're all black. And there's blood coming from them. And there's
0: blood coming from his eyes.
3: And it's just a young stable boy. (laughs) All of
0: his orifices.
3: Like a seven-year-old boy, just tending the stables.
0: His nose and his ears were bleeding. His eyes are black. I want to hold the diamond, like, by his body. Does anything happen? The light in the center of it stays the same, and it does not heat
1: up. At that point, I want to put it back in my pocket. So... this is Riley's room, right? No, you're outside of the oh, fortress Oh, we're outside right now. now. Okay, that's right. We're back downstairs. Okay. So it says they're in the shadows. Fuck. Always watching. Where are we headed to?
3: Well, if we look over the plans that Riley had left behind, he did say that there's a trail that leads through the woods that leads to a small cabin that he would sometimes... Like to go to, to do some extra work and research when he wanted to get out of the tower and away from the city. Uh it's through it's through the trees in the forest. It's uh I would I would sometimes meet him out there to counsel him a little bit as well. So I can lead us there.
2: Um isn't that the woods towards the noises that, that we keep hearing?
1: Mm, no. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's on the other side of the castle. This is a way.
3: Jack, how the hell would you know where this is at? No offense.
1: Give me a conflict roll to determine
0: which direction it was coming from. Oh, fucker. Which one of them? Me? Jack.
3: Say no, so the
1: fucker goes.
3: Yeah, but... No, there's no buts. But pal over here, he, he was a good friend of Riley's, so if he's going to say it, I would trust that he, he also knows the right direction.
1: <laughs> he doesn't know the direction the noise were coming from.
3: Oh, I guess we never
2: talked about he which direction the noise were, whatever.
1: I'm just acting like a scared little bitch right
4: now.
2: And yeah, my guy's a fucking coward.
4: So what's our metal dice for? You'll see.
0: I didn't roll a six, and I rolled two ones. Alright, so that would be a failed conflict, unless what is on top of your stack right now? Burn it. Virtue. Alright, so it is a trait. What you could do is you could burn that to re-roll the ones, and then you would have to work that into the narrative. I can jive with that. Because otherwise we would end a candle.
3: Go ahead and re-roll the one, see if we can at least get a six out of this.
1: Two sixes.
0: Oh! So go ahead and tell me what happens when you determine which direction it's co- the noise is coming from, and be sure to work in your virtue to how you resolve this conflict. Right, 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 right. I forgot my
1: virtue. <laughs> I'm kidding, Paul. It's go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not ashes.
2: Yeah, we even picked on Paul enough during this, so <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> we um, ungodly nice to him. Frick you, Paul.
1: Which way was the window facing that I was looking out of with the broken glass that we talked about last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast? It was facing north. And which way was the cabin? Well,
3: I guess that's what we're deciphering in Well, so you,
0: you, in this situation, you are trying to figure out, for your own knowledge, which direction the noise is coming from. You know whether it's in the same direction as the the workshop or not that's irrelevant, that's irrelevant. because as okay. you said you were just trying to
1: convince pal to go but right. you will know, I didn't know for if sure. i wanted concrete direction okay so i say when i was looking out the window i heard the noises coming out from that direction because it came towards the window now that is on the other side of the tower from the way which we had to go it's on the opposite side of the workshop so the noises are coming from the opposite side
3: Oh, okay. I so we you.
1: would be moving away from the noise. And if we have to go into the shadows, now we have torches and lamps. So now we can see our way through it a little bit better. And we're armed. All right? Yeah. So.
2: By the way, my character's uh, virtue is troth- trusting.
1: So. Bingo. <laughs> Trust you don't have to really movie?
2: try arguing too much.
1: Well, either way.
2: You could have just said no, and I would have believed you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we lit the first candle, you said there was a light in the sky. Just the faintest reddish hue. What about now that we have a bigger light? It's the same
0: very faint reddish hue. Like when you're staring into the dark for too long and you start to see lights, that sort of light. It's not illuminating anything, but
1: there's just almost like a presence. Okay. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like the fact you said (laughs) presence. None of us do.
2: I don't like when Paul talks a lot during this (laughs) game right now because it's just getting worse every time he talks. What was your virtue?
1: Oh, um, perseverant, which is pretty much machine-like work. It is a machine-like work ethic. So right now I'm trying to get to where we have to go. In order to do that, I have to get Ball Bag over here to go with us. So in order to do that, I had to lie to him.
3: Wait, so is, is the cabin in the direction of the sound side? No,
1: it's on the opposite side.
3: Are you lying to us? No, is that, what, <laughs> is that the lie you told him?
1: The lie I told him is that it's on the other side.
3: But it's actually on the right side, then. Yes,
1: the truth That's yes. something I would have to say is true. You, you have narration, so you can tell
0: us whether or not, as a story, you can say whether or not you lied. But as characters, you told him what you told Pal what you told him.
1: Right. But do I know the noise is to be coming in the same direction as that, or is that something I have to say? You get to. You yeah, get to decide. You won narration rights. Oh, actually, no. Hold on. How many sixes did you roll? Two.
0: Okay, well, you're still going to beat me, but now I have the dice that the darkened candles have stolen from you. Right. So the more candles that go out, the more dice I have. If I roll more sixes than you, I win narration rights. You still succeed. We don't darken a candle, but I decide what happens.
1: Um, I'm trying to think, do I want to fuck us or do I want to like help us live a little longer?
3: Well, the only thing I would say is if as you're virtue that you burned was telling him that lie as like that work ethic then i think you would have to put it in this in the right direction then or in the same direction if that's how you were using that virtue in that aspect
1: well that's to tell him and well okay so if i'm trying to work towards the goal so i would tell him whatever he wanted to hear in order for us to go i didn't think about whether it would the sounds would be actually coming in that direction or they'd be coming in like that we have to go north and they came east
4: yeah, that's just from whatever you, you want. See what I'm to saying, it. like, how do you want the story to go? Be rich. Do right. You want it to sound cool like that. Or Make the
3: decision. Not?
1: So, okay, I would say we have to go north for the cabin. The sounds are coming east. I told Pal that the sounds were coming from the south. Okay.
0: So you continue. You move on to this onto this path that was in Riley's notes. Only Jack is aware of the fact that. The noises are actually to your east, not to the south, as he told Pal. So as you're walking along this path, again, everybody that seemed to have been in this area has seemingly disappeared. The only person, the only body that you've seen was the stable boy. Someone's looking like the uh, treasure room was the right place to stay. It's eerily silent in the woods. The only thing that you can hear is the crunching of your footsteps, is the cracking of twigs underfoot, and above you the sky remains dark before you opens up a clearing where there is a stone building that has been dug into the earth and a giant lever on the exterior of this building that will open a door.
4: Is this the workshop? Is this your brother's cabin? Yes. (laughs) Alright, so, do you know how to get into this cabin? Pull Is it that the lever, Kronk.
3: Crunk. Alrighty, Kronk
4: pulls the lever. WRONG LEVER! <laughs>
3: we fall into the gator pit.
4: <laughs> Come out, smack the gator off, and I pull the... And
0: I pull the lever. The lever does seem to be stuck a little bit. I'm gonna give a... And then I'm gonna give a extra oomph. Alright, go ahead and roll a conflict.
3: Just lift me up on top of it,
2: I'll, I'll weight it down. <laughs>
1: Poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison.
2: God, I want to watch that movie again.
1: I haven't seen that in all.
2: It's a while. Is that a Disney movie?
1: Yes. Squeakety. Squeaker. Squeaks.
4: Got three ones. Good.
2: You're on the same what? level as me.
4: I got two sixes. I will burn my
0: card. It says, pocket. Okay, so it is, your, it is one of your traits.
4: It's my carelessness trait.
0: So if I still roll or roll one on the second time? You still give up the one. Just one of those. So you only lost one die on that, and since you rolled more sixes than I can, you win narration rights. Excellent. So,
4: Lever was a little stuck, but at this point, like I said before, I gave it a, I reached it in my pocket, my hand got a little dusty, I give it a good old, uh, hit, and... Oh, I thought whoa. you meant the door. Yeah, no, definitely the door. Hit the door with all my might. Get a running jump, smack it down, the lever opens. And when that happens, you hear mechanical clicks going as all of a sudden the door to this cabin uh, slowly starts to move open. And we can see the inside of it. Where it is still, we do not have any light inside of it. Almost as if there is like a. Like you can't. uh, our, our, our light from
0: outside cannot pass through the inside of this building. And as you approach into this workshop, who goes first? Not me. I will go first. All right, Ebenezer.
3: Be right behind Ebenezer then? I'll go in third.
0: So Ebenezer leads the way. What sort of light are you carrying? You have torch, candle, or magic light?
5: I guess one of our torches that we already have lit.
0: I'll take that and All right, so hold that in front of me. You're going to take that off of uh, Jack's hands? Sure. You lead the way into this in through this vestibule and into a small one room area. There is a bookcase against the far wall. There is a table with all sorts of alchemical beakers and Amazing. tinctures. That's where I'm at. There is a desk along the far wall and above it is the word Helleros in tiled letters. And sitting at the desk is a figure. You so far are the only one to have walked into this area and to have seen this figure. Can I tell, like, does it look like Riley or does it look like anything? The figure's back is turned to you. Does it look like a person? It looks like a person. It has close-cropped hair.
5: Did Riley have close-cropped hair? He did? If you look at me,
3: (laughs) I'm his twin.
5: (laughs) Just fat.
3: Just fatter. Can't
5: can't possibly have different hairstyles. Or identical twins. (laughs) Everything's the same except I'm fat. (laughs) Does he look like Miles except skinny? You can't
0: really tell. (laughs) Because only turn around (laughs) he's wear the figure is wearing a heavy cloak, and only the back of this figure's head is showing. Riley, is that you? We've come to help you. The figure sits upright, but doesn't turn around and says, Hello? Fuck. That's
4: the same vo- <laughs> so that's the same
0: voice we heard in the room. Riley! Riley, is that you? You would know that it is the same voice that you heard in Riley's bedroom. And Miles, you, everybody in the vestibule can hear this voice, but you have not yet seen the thing that is giving off the voice.
4: I don't like it. I don't like it one bit.
5: I'm taking like five steps back. I guess I would, because I put others before myself and I am fearless, I would rush up to him
0: to see if he needs our help. All right. As you run forward into the vestibule, the figure stands up, throws back the chair, and holds out a hand and says, please help. You're... You're giving me conflicting messages.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Do you need help or not?
0: Please, Miles. Miles, are you there?
3: Yes, Riley. I'm right here, and I run up to Waddle. Yeah, I. I walk briskly. <laughs>
1: That's not a good idea. You step forward.
0: How far? How close to this figure have you gotten, Ebenezer? I don't know, like halfway across the room, I guess, before he was like, huh. All right, so you're still about 15 feet away, and it still has its back to you. Miles, you join Ebenezer? Yeah, yeah, of course.
3: Yeah, I run up, and I'm actually going to kind of run past Ebenezer, so I kind of like shoulder check him a little
5: bit, because... I go fucking flying, because I'm a (laughs) tiny (laughs) gnome.
3: Hit you with my large thighs. (laughs) thunder thighs. And I run up to the figure in the back, and I would actually like to go about putting my hand on the shoulder and be like, Riley, I I knew we would find you here.
0: Miles, stop, no! You put the hand on the shoulder of who you assume to be Riley, but hasn't turned around yet. The outstretched hand comes down. Miles, it's bright. Can you lower the torch?
1: No. (laughs) What do you mean lower the torch?
3: Riley, the, uh, the torches are keeping them away. That's what we found so far.
1: I've been hiding in the dark. I want to look at my damn
0: diamond. You are still in the vestibule, but you can see that faint light. It's just faint? It's a faint light in the center. And it's not warm. You're still in the vestibule, and it is not warm. Oh, well, at that point, I wanted to follow everybody else in. When you follow them in, it starts to warm up. I'm sorry, does it get brighter? It doesn't get brighter.
1: It gets warmer. It gets warmer.
3: Riley, listen, Pal's here with us too. We have a whole group, We've, we found that the light keeps them away. Uh, the torches are good, hiding in the dark probably hasn't been your best idea. I'm actually surprised you're still alive at this point then.
4: Can I throw my knife
0: at this thing?
5: Uh, Miles, you might want to step back.
0: Miles? Do you actually throw the knife?
5: He did just rip a line of cocaine, so that seems okay. like something. I would say, it,
4: yeah. like, this thing's freaking me out. It is, like, definitely not Riley Bevden. I'm just saying, I'm I'm like, you got to get away. He's still coming. I'm like, all right,
1: all right, all right. I'm throwing it. In the go, No. Wait, who are you throwing it at?
0: The figure. Okay. Just throwing it. You throw the knife at this figure, and it lodges in its back, and it arches, and you hear... And it turns with black eyes, devoid of light. It is Riley, but his face is pallid, pale. He looks like he's been sweating. And this noise is coming out of his mouth, which is lined with black goo. And it seems to seep from his mouth. As soon as he turns and the torchlight hits his eyes, he crashes backwards against the wall. And he cowers and turns away from the light. I want to light another torch.
5: I want to grab Miles and attempt to pull him back and fail. Because he's (laughs) like 20 times heavier than I am. Yes, I
3: picture when it would have happened, I would have stumbled
5: backwards and fallen flat on my ass. (laughs) And I want to jump in front of Miles with my torch and like hold it out.
0: All right, so now there are two torches lit. And this figure starts curling in on itself, trying to shield itself from the light. And Miles is now behind Ebenezer who is even closer to this thing. Riley, is that still you at all? Miles? It's bright. Keep
3: keep the keep 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 the lights on him. Riley, Riley, are you are you in there still?
0: Miles, it's bright.
2: Riley, you keep Please saying help. the same words. Help. Riley, say something that only you and I would know.
0: Was there anything in his notes? And it throws itself away from the wall, lashing out at you as it bolts for the door. And I need one of the people closest to it. So I guess in this case, it'd be Ebenezer. I need you to give me a a dire conflict roll. A dire conflict. So in this situation, if it's a dire conflict, you can potentially, if you fail, you can choose to instead of failing, sacrifice your character and die in order to maintain narration rights.
4: I like this
0: Alright, got one one and one six Alright, let me roll to see If I roll a six I rolled a one So Does that mean you give up your die? (laughs) No, that means that You win narration rights You will lose the one But you have succeeded Let's see
5: This, This might be worth sacrificing a card for To keep that one one From being taken
0: away Given to Paul, it wouldn't be given to me. I only have one candle darkened, so I only have one die to roll. Hmm, I think I'm gonna still
5: sacrifice this card. This is gonna be my vice card of putting others
1: first. So you shove Miles in the way because you put him first.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here comes the giant fist. <laughs> It's
4: time to literally start putting others in the line of fire before you. He- <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, so you said this dude, Riley, possessed whatever is going on with him, is just lunging like like he's just trying to get like out the door. Is he like lunging at anyone or lashing
0: like- out at you as he lunges for the door?
5: All right, since I put others before myself, I'm and I am fearless. I'm going to jump in the way to make sure he doesn't slash or bum rush anyone else
1: it's gonna fucking knee you over <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm
0: gonna try and grab him and be like Riley get a hold of yourself we will help you as you do this you manage to distract it from lashing at Miles or any of the other companions around you but because you are a tiny gnome against Riley who is a larger human this thing has enormous strength and incredible speed and throws you off, throwing you against the bookcase, and some of the books fall off on top of you, and Ow. you can feel something twist in your leg. Nothing's My leg! He <laughs> tore an ACL, damn it. <laughs> you don't feel anything broken, but it hurts a lot, and this thing has bolted from the door. Oh, do I need to reroll that one also? Oh, yeah, you should probably do that.
5: that. This is just to, like, see if...
0: If you keep... Yeah. It's a five. All right. Um, so it is running out the door. The people that are nearest the door are Jack and Inigo. I want
1: to hit it. Am I able to baseball swing my torch into his
0: face? Sure. Give me a conflict roll. Dire conflict roll. One, one. And a six. Yes. And you have narration rights. And I'll take the one. Oh. Or burn a card. Who has a moment on top?
5: I do. Uh, I also
0: do. Okay.
1: Uh, which one one's the moment?
0: I find hope in. I also oh, have I one do. on top. So remember that if you want to get to the other stuff in your pile, you will have to go through this moment. And if you ever want to live your moment, you have to declare that before you roll. So if I call for a conflict and you say, I want this to be my moment, and you think that it fits with the story, like... In this case, if you wanted to burn your... If it was your conflict, uh, Eric, and you wanted to burn your moment because you've learned something new about them, they're strong, they're fast, something like that, you could do that.
2: All right. So I can do that now?
0: Well, if I, if you are the one rolling oh, all right. the conflict. You could also
1: ask to roll the conflict if you wanted to in, in place of somebody else. Okay. So as I see this thing running at me, I want to take my lit torch and swing it at its head aiming for its nose. Like, am I able to say what it does? Yeah, sure. Okay. Narrate. Okay. Well, I didn't know if he has to control... No. It. He said
0: it's our story. Yeah, it's as much as your story. You you can't
1: establish weaknesses about them. Right, but I can say what I did to it. Yes. Outstanding. So I hit it, and as I hit it, the force of the swing kind of lifts its legs from under it like as it's running, so it slips and lands flat on its back. And I'm imagining it's clawing at its face, trying to get away the light, and I just burned the shit out of it because it was a lit torch. So with that, I want to hold the torch down at its face, like right by it. It slowly cricks and cracks its so head yeah, I'm it around it's like freak, a spider. Man, it's freaking dies. the fuck out. Um, and I want to, you know, someone get over here and stab this thing as I have it, like kind of pinned.
3: No, don't, don't kill it. That that could still be Riley.
1: No, it, Riley
3: could still be in there.
1: Riley wouldn't have tried to kill somebody.
3: Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know the way these monsters work. They could.
1: Wait, I have a sword.
3: Take out the brighter light.
1: I have a sword. I want to stab it. Right in the chest. You stab this thing in the chest, and
0: it's thrashing and it's clawing at its face to get away from this light. Slows and slows, and it fades
1: and falls. Well, I want to. Stab it a couple more times, not in the same spot, just in the chest, stomach. And I want to take a jab at its neck. I was a soldier, so if I'm going to kill something, I'm going to make sure it's dead, especially if it's like this. You pull like an end of uh, has anyone seen Jeepers Creepers too. Yeah, where the where two he just stabs just, it like a thousand and times and it keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah, so I want to do that and just keep at least five or six more good stabs to the chest, stomach, and neck. This thing has stopped moving. All right.
0: And you can now see blood dripping from its nose and its ears.
1: Black, dark blood. Does it remind me of what we saw at the stable? Yes. Mm Hmm.
2: I think there might be someone else alive because this is exactly what the stable boy looked like. So something must have killed that one, too. Uh,
1: My guess is Riley killed it, and that's probably what made him turn like this. He probably got infected by this thing. Nobody touched the body. On the my sword is it just streaked with blood? like it's not burning, it's not melting. It's just a regular sword with a shit ton of blood on it that's black, yes, okay. now once you killed this thing, what's that diamond doing? Yeah, I guess that's a good that's a good thing. I guess the I'll... diamond is no longer warm
0: like I don't feel it. you don't feel it's warmth, and if you take it out, it's light
1: is still there, but it's not warm, okay, so it's not warm, so I mean, shit's... something's still around us. It's still light, but not as warm. And this thing's dead. For now. Miles, I'm sorry about your brother, but that wasn't him anymore.
3: At this point, I'd like to crawl my fat ass over to the body.
1: Don't touch it.
3: And I'd like to see if I could figure out if it was actually Riley or just something that had looked like him. Maybe these... Monsters Like, when they see something, they take the shape of something and shapeshift into them. So I'd like to look for kind of any type of anything I would know that would let me know if it was actually Riley or not.
0: Give me a conflict roll.
3: I rolled a six and a one throughout those.
0: I rolled a six as well. In terms of ties, I win. Get fucked. <laughs> so narrate for us.
3: I was going to say, what if I end up burning a card to save this one, and I re-roll it, and then it's a six?
0: Is your moment active?
3: No, but one of my my uh, vices.
0: You could burn it to try and re-roll the one.
3: Doesn't really make sense to work in gluttony at this part, though. I just get so hungry looking at my brother. You start eating him, and you're like, this doesn't taste like Riley. <laughs> he's, starting look,
4: he's starting to look like a real snack to you, huh?
3: I knew Riley always... Mm kept Twix bars in his pockets.
1: <laughs> I mean, or at that point, you could be like, well, like you're so overcome with emotion that you want to comfort eat. <laughs> you can make this work if you want to. Yeah, it's but then I
2: have to roll a six. It is up to you. <laughs> it's a pretty big gamble for one dice. Are you I taking be it or, or you six? leaving it?
4: The candles are
0: burning.
2: I'm going to leave it. Yeah, uh, The candle's about two-thirds of the way done, guys. There's the die, Paul.
0: So you search through his pockets through the cloak for anything that would prove that this was Riley and you see on Riley's finger a ring with the signet of your family's house oh, nuts. you can find in its pockets the missing pages of the notes that Inigo had been exploring in Riley's apartment in his room as far as you can tell this was your brother
3: a single tear is shed from my face. I, I thought I thought we said one of the truths that Riley was alive.
0: I said he was alive,
4: but he might may or may not have been human. So we you found said in him. Some
3: form. Ah. Yeah,
4: we found him, he wasn't human, we killed him.
3: Right. Well, this whole time my character was determined to find Riley. And now I'm determined to find Food. A cure? <laughs> the cause of what had happened and why it had come to this
0: looking at the pages in Riley's cloak, you can see that what he was looking for was a person. Written on those pages is the name Parmar. And along with the name Parmar, you can see that Riley believed or knew that he needed to go to Principium of Trugala Kingdom in order to find the one man that knew how to reverse the effects of his experiments. All right, well, I relay that information so everybody's aware.
4: Who's the one man that can hold this
1: experience? Parmar.
3: Riley had talked to me. He counseled me about this, and I tried to to tell him that experiments of this sort were wrong to do, that, that there was too much risk involved. Uh, pal, 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 I'm not sure, uh, as a friend, if he had ever brought this up to you, but I I had told him to stay away from these experiments just until we knew more about what this diamond was and everything. Uh, he didn't listen. And I think by getting from these papers, the only other person who would actually know enough about this diamond and about this experience would be, uh, Parmar, uh, which we can find in Principium, uh, in the Trudagala kingdom is, is where he would probably be looking for him at.
4: Sounds like we need to take our way out there.
2: Your brother talked about it a lot. He's, got a lot of information for his research about this from him.
4: How much can we trust your brother, though, knowing that he has become one of these things and has became... It's
3: not like he was one of these things when he was telling us lies. No, but it might
4: have meant that he didn't exactly
1: know what he thought he knew about him. I would imagine that he wrote this journal in a clear state of mind while he was experimenting on it. And the experiments may have
4: proven after he wrote those journals to be right or wrong.
3: Listen, Riley knew his exper- experiments were dangerous. He, he had told me about it, and that's why I told him not to do it. He can be trusted in the aspect that I don't think he purposely made himself into one of these. He, he knew what he was doing, and it seems like he also knew that there was a way that we can try to find a cure for some of these experiments. So I say we find Parmar.
1: Well, it's the only lead we got. Now... You hear a crunch in the wood to your left. What do I see? In the woods or wood? In the woods. Oh, so outside of this.
0: Yes, because this thing was in the vestibule on its way out. And just outside the door to the left in the wooded area, you hear a crunch.
4: With my junkie-like senses, can I tell what this crunch
0: is? Roll me a conflict. It's just a deer walking through the woods. Nothing to worry about. What were you saying about moments? So moments, when they're on top, if you want to use your moments... Up until now, I had just been saying that good things happen if they're successful. If you successfully roll a moment for your conflict, you get a hope die. Because hope has been found in this moment. And that hope die will give you a success on a five or a six.
1: And you keep it, no matter what. I say, cause I think at this point my moment would be like right after I murdered that thing. But proceed. You fucked up, buddy.
2: How many ones are there? A lot.
1: There's
4: two ones. I gotta figure out if I can play my hoop card. No,
0: you have to declare the moment before you roll.
4: Oh, really? So I just turn in my ones? Yes. Turning in two
0: ones? I didn't get a single six. Oh, you didn't get any sixes?
2: We lost a candle.
0: He means yes, he got all sixes. So if you didn't get any sixes, then that's a failed conflict, which means that we darken another candle. We have darkened our second candle. That means eight remain. We will now move to the truth phase. Riley is still alive. (laughs) <laughs> I swear to fuck and um we are going to begin with the person that last rolled the conflict so Brad these things are true the world is dark
4: Riley Bevden is still alive
0: alright that's a truth
5: I fucking hope you die of slow death
0: yay <laughs> <laughs> we
5: make it to principium
0: alright that's two truths in principium the diamond is almost always warm.
2: Oh, great. As we were traveling, we've been hearing more noises from different locations getting closer. Did somebody say we, there is a cure?
4: No.
3: Right, I'll say Parmar does actually know how to reverse the
1: effects. He gave us all hope. The diamond is directly correlated with what happened to Riley. Parmar is still alive.
0: And that's seven truths. So the last truth we say together. And And we are are still alive. Somehow. Alright, so, as the truths stated, you've now made it to Principium. But, after those few torches and candles that you had went out, it was harder and harder to find light sources... And there were moments where you were walking through the dark without any light to guide you. Now that you've reached Principium, the only thing that is left to guide you is the faint light at the center of the black diamond. And the noises are coming closer. The voices of them echo all around you. And you know that unless you can find light soon, they will close in on you.
3: So I imagine those lava lamps we had have been used up?
0: Unless for some reason you saved them.
3: I think we saved a couple. I think we totally did. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: what were we you, torches, the candles? This was also a three-week journey. That's... Holy fuck, I figured at some point we would try to make more torches. You definitely probably did but we'd
5: probably save like
1: one thing
5: as like a last ditch like in case like we heard something like definitely right up our butt we can be like
3: just have it in case we get like jumped to pull it out and like it's less defense how many realistically how many would we have saved in that i'd probably just like
1: one of the lamps i mean we still have that rope i mean we could have wrapped that rope around sticks and lit that shit on fire rope's flammable right yeah yeah i mean if we had to we get light rope torches
2: we have 100 feet
1: that's what yeah, i'm saying this
2: is a three week journey
1: i mean use it sparingly <laughs> dry leaves
0: yeah and you build also fires. because it was a truth that you made it you did make it whether that was by finding new light sources or what have you but um you are definitely running low on any sort of light so you do have one last lamp
2: since we're in a town, do we see any, like street lamps? Are there any lamps hanging from windows?
0: You do see that there are street lamps, but they've all been smashed.
1: Was it a the truth that we said Principium was empty? No.
2: Are there people
0: walking around?
1: You don't see any people.
5: He's walking around like nothing happened. You're like, hey, How do you do? Pip bip doo little. Mighty dark. In the last how are you now? Weeks. Oh, how are you now? Wayne.
3: Wayne, how are you now? Wayne. Al, you were uh you said uh, Riley talked to you a
2: lot about Parmar and how he would talk to him. Do you know where Parmar would be within the city? Uh, I vaguely remember a lord's building near the center of town. It's the
0: capital.
3: If that's where Riley said it would be, I trust you. Let's go ahead and head towards the center of town, everybody.
0: Which would be the castle.
2: Yes. <laughs> can I pop in one of the buildings or houses and stores seeing if I can find a lamp or something?
0: Yeah, give me a conflict roll.
2: And I am going to be using one of my my inspiration things since we learned that it is spread all the way to the capital and I'm assuming it's knocked out a large portion of the population, if not most, 90% of it, because it's a large capital and we don't hear or see anyone. So we're assuming that it's spread far a lot farther into the capital.
0: All right, so you've learned something about them and you have found hope in the fact that you now know more about what you're getting yourself into yeah all right go ahead and burn it and then let's see if this is a success
2: i got one six and one one
0: all right so you will lose the one but you did get a six which is a success i did not get any sixes so you have won narration rights and you have found hope in this moment you now can take the metal D6 that you have, that is yours, and you can roll it on any conflict from here on out. On a five or a six, it counts as a success. You will never lose it unless you burn your brink, which is the last card in your stack.
2: All right, so I'm assuming if me looking in this building I found a couple torches. All right, I went not here recently, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, when I went into a store, a place that looked like a general store. I managed to find a couple lanterns, two lanterns, a handful of candles, and more food.
3: Yes, what kind of food?
2: Twinkies? Uh, I managed to slip one of the candles into my pocket without anyone seeing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just ignores the Twinkies.
4: <laughs> Completely ignores Twinkies.
2: I eat the Twinkies anyways. <laughs> you eat anything we give you.
0: You bet, ben, fuck maybe, <laughs> maybe you've even slimmed down on this trip Wait, wax is edible Have you been eating the candles? <laughs> hey,
5: I was hungry
0: Alright, so you have found these extra supplies You step back out in the street And there's a crash In the alley to your right
2: Uh, someone want to investigate that? No I'm not going first
0: There's a scuttling Screen of feet against
2: I, I, pavement the
5: Quick, light the. What did you find? Like lanterns? Or yeah. I light a torches?
0: Light the lanterns. The lanterns flare up and it catches the edge of the alley where you can see that a barrel has been knocked over.
5: I'd like to give just a middle finger in that general direction.
0: Is
1: my diamond warm? Oh, you said it was always oh. going to be warm. It's warm most of the time. It's not warm right now.
2: Is anyone over there?
1: Hello Oh, Jesus Christ, I draw my sword
2: Riley is that you?
3: Hello who who is that? Who are you?
1: Light
4: another lantern I we've seen one at a time. We only
5: used two of them.
0: Are, y- are you one of them?
2: Are you one of them? Hello?
5: Hello are you we've human, got light it- We're obviously not one of them. you dumb
0: fuck now come <laughs> into the lights and let us look at your face. Give me a conflict (laughs) roll.
2: Does my metal dice go in with everyone?
0: No, that is yours for your conflicts.
2: Oh, yeah.
5: Is my angle still jacked up? Or has it been like three weeks, so it's like...
0: We'll find out with this narration. Oh. All right. Got one, one, and one, six. All right, so you'll lose the one because your moment is active, correct? Yeah. So you didn't declare that. Let's see who wins narration rights. You do. I rolled two threes.
5: All right. I guess we see someone come or like peek around the corner or wherever where that barrel was. And they start approaching us. Hello? Yeah, saying hello or whatever. Help me. And we hold up our lights to see if they cringe or not. And I I guess they, they don't cringe and they keep coming towards us. Okay. And they step into the light and they don't
0: look all fucked up. You see that it is a young woman and the young woman is shielding her eyes against the light. But she says, how have you, how have you made it this long out here?
3: How were you out with no light and still
0: alive? I I tripped and I spilled my lamp, but I'm a scout. I'm a scout for, for the people that are surviving up at the castle.
1: And like, we can see her, she can see us, she's... Is she
0: in the light? She's in the light. She's shielding her eye from the light, but you can see that her eyes are blue.
2: We're coming from the present canals. Uh Is Palma still in the castle?
0: You came all the way from the present canal system? That's
1: yeah. a three-week journey. We know.
3: You're telling me we had three weeks and we barely had any food. Do you, up in the castle, How do you have lots of rations there and... Do you, do you have food? Do you, do you actually have anything on you?
0: We're starting to run a little bit lower now. We've had to ration. But that's why they send out scouts like me. I'm going to pull it off to the
4: side. and be like, Okay, so for rations, that's okay. Um, What do you have? Do you guys have any moon dust? No, no, of course not. I mean, of course not. Everyone's got a little...
1: <laughs> okay. Lady, what is your name?
0: My name is Sylvia.
1: Sylvia. We need you to take us back to the castle We need to find Parmar
0: Alright, first I need to look at all of your eyes I need to make sure that You're not one of them
1: Right, I mean if We were, would we be able to sit by the light? They've been getting stronger Fucking course they have Alright, my eyes, his eyes, his eyes, his eyes, his eyes
0: Alright, I'll take you to the castle My eyes are super (laughs) bloodshot Is he gonna be alright?
1: I'm perfectly alright. He's going through a draw, but he'll be okay.
0: Yeah, the moon dust. Moon sugar. Yeah. Schneef.
1: Schneef. Schneef.
0: Yeah. Off in the distance you hear at the mention of Schneef (laughs) (laughs) She hunkers down and she says, We have to hurry. Move. Come on. Now. And you start running. As you go, you hear your footsteps slapping against the pavement. Again, all those streetlights have been smashed. The alleys are flashing dark as your torches bounce past one building, then the next. You can see smashed windows in the storefronts, and you can see doors hanging off their hinges. Pal, you think you spot claw marks along the banister of a porch. And Ebenezer, you can guarantee that you saw blood on a barrel next to one of the bars. And the next thing you hear are extra footsteps. It's not just you that's running anymore. You can hear something coming up behind you. You can hear extra slapping of footsteps. You can hear things that are crashing into wood. And you can hear...
1: Ooh. Run faster, bitches. Move. Now.
2: I'm full out like, sprinting using Bolt style.
0: I need somebody to roll me a dire conflict.
2: I would say that... If it matters,
3: I would probably be last in the order because I'm not as fast as everyone.
0: If you want to make this your role, you can well, claim the Well, I was gonna wall.
3: say, based on like a flaw of my you character. You can roll
0: it instead of me. I
4: was gonna say something along the lines of putting my I hope will and in
0: inspiring myself to sacrifice. Uh,
3: if you want to. I was just saying for story purposes, I'd probably be last in line, but yeah.
0: Inigo, you have decided that this will be your moment. First, speak what your moment is. So I can
4: find hope in somebody else witnessing their bravery will inspire me to come upon my old ways and avenge my father's death. Or if I find an absurd amount of cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it right. will inspire me to achieve feats beyond my recognition. It was the act of bravery of seeing us all journey here under the intense darkness, and it you know seeing this has caused me great
0: inspiration. And what did you roll? I have one one and I have one six. Aren't those two sixes? Two sixes. All right, let's see if who gets narration rights. You have narration rights and you have found hope in the darkness. You now have your hope die, which is your metal d6 and that you can add to any future conflict role. But go ahead and narrate what happens as you're running. Excellent. So,
4: as we all are running away towards the Capitol building as fast as we can, we hear behind us an additional one or two pairs of footsteps. We can't tell because of how many people are with us as now, but the... (coughs) makes me realize that we are, in fact in a dire situation where they are right behind us. And something in me snapped there. Okay, I grab a puff of my powder, slap it into my own face, and I will turn around drawing my pocket knife that I have. And I will say, My name is Inigo Montoya. You may or may not have killed my father, but prepare to die. And I am faced with one of these creatures. You tell me what they look like.
0: It sounds like you're on a roll.
4: Okay, as I turn around and see all of my friends, they are passing me. I turn around into the darkness as the candlelight is fading ahead of me. And I just see it looks like it, it doesn't quite have human shape. It has five limbs. It is very skinny and looking like they also are addicted to the moon dust. And... With that, like is this a point where I can like my
0: character goes out? I mean, you could sacrifice yourself if you wanted to, but you wouldn't gain anything okay. because you already have story rights. so I see this thing. It has
4: a jaw that can unhinge to a third of its body length, like a camel spider. I see him, and I stab him in just the right spot there that he kills over, and he's in a lot of pain. So I'm back here scoffling with everybody as everybody else is running off.
0: All right, so you stab this thing. It drops behind and you're able to gain a few extra moments for you and your friends as you dash out of this street and into the courtyard of the castle. Off in the distance, you can see a crack of light behind the castle doors. You sprint for it as that slapping of feet increases speed behind you, is closing in on you. Sylvia yanks open the door. There's a flash of light, and you just hear (laughs) behind you as you bolt through the door, and it's slammed behind you. You are faced with almost two dozen people who are huddled in the great hall of this castle. One of them steps forward with his sword drawn his beard long, and he looks like in days gone by that he would have been a grand, regal man. He points his sword at you and says, Who are you? And a candle has just gone out. Like, for real? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. So we now move to Truths. These things are true. The world is dark. We will start to my left. Oh, no, sorry. I get to start since the candle went out on its own. The man who greets you with his sword is the king of Trugala.
2: Palma is in the group advising the king. Pass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> This is tough.
1: It gets, it gets tougher.
2: It, gets, it does get tougher
3: because we've already established that Parmar has the answers too. Uh I'll go ahead and say that the castle is has enough light source to last them many more weeks, meaning that it's still safe there for a while.
1: Um so Parmar has the answers, Parmar's there advising the king, we have light. There is a vast array of weaponry in the castle. What I
3: We're about to lose Mm. another candle, hurry up shit. I did in fact kill one of them you did or didn't
1: dude did
0: and we speak the last truth together and And we are still
4: alive
0: So you are in the castle with the king and Parmar and Another candle has just gone out. So we go to truths
1: bitch Mm
0: These things are true, the world is dark, and the things, them, they, have broken into an upper castle room. Shit.
3: Are we gonna go the other way around this time, so Matt can say a truth?
0: Sure, we can go the opposite way, Matt. All right, my
5: boss, Ebenezer's boss from his bureaucratic department, is with the group.
0: And alive. Nope. I should stress dang it. <laughs> One thing. <laughs>
1: And he is alive. Alright, that's three truths. Most of the people in the castle are soldiers from my, um... Battalion. Yeah, I was going to say battalion, or platoon battalion.
0: Okay, that's four. I think I actually skipped one of the truths before. I apologize for that.
3: I'll go ahead and say that aside from the castle that we're in now, there are also other safe places outside
0: of the city. And the sixth truth, we all say together, And and we are are still alive. You have been fed, you have received water, and the king and Parmar are with you. But you have heard a crash of glass from one of the upper floors. Is my, my boss
5: there? Yes, he is there. Sir, I have to report. The Persian Canal system has failed its OSHA evaluation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's have the guards go check
1: out what that crass was. I was gonna say, the soldiers that I rec- I recognize them because they're from my battalion, right? Okay. They say, you might want to grab some weapons fellas, these things can fucking hit. And make sure you keep a light on you.
2: Yeah, no shit. <laughs>
1: Well, listen here, fuck nuts I killed one Wasn't fun Um, go man the stairs Don't go up, just man the stairs Alright And then, Parmar And uh, look at the guy that i assumed to be Parmar Yes Riley Bevden wrote your name down in his journal And he was fucking around with this And I want to pull the diamond out Do you know what this is?
0: He quickly pushed your hand down and says Don't show that around here How could you bring it here? Well, because I had it on me and I'm here. Riley was always so foolish. He never knew what power laid in these artifacts. He should have known better. Did he experiment with this?
1: Is that why this is happening? Hey. I put it back in my pocket and I want to say, I'm not gonna, I just want to look at him and nod. You never should have brought this here.
0: Well, we need to get it out of the castle. That is what is summoning them. That is what is bringing them here.
1: So that's why they're here. Why do they want it?
0: A candle has just gone out on its own. Where? On Paul's side. Damn it. Uh. So we move to truths. These things are true. The world is dark. Parmar has told you that the fix for this problem lies in a secret cavern outside the city.
3: The diamond itself is not summoning the demons.
1: The entrance is right outside the castle walls. Like, it's obviously hidden, but it's right outside the castle walls.
0: But it, ha- it, it has to be outside the city. Yeah, it's outside the walls. Okay, outside, outside the city walls. Right. Okay. Not the castle, it's outside of the city walls. Okay.
4: It is extremely well hidden, but we know the way.
0: All right, and the last truth we speak together. And And we are are still alive. Parmar has gathered you and his acolyte. He has said, we must go to the secret cavern we must get there it is the only way to reverse the effects
1: of this you have no idea what Riley has begun you're right we have no idea but we know he's a fucking idiot and I stabbed him a bunch of times
3: will you please stop talking shit about Riley you apparently had counsel to him as well so stop we will go (laughs) (laughs) we will go to the cavern And figure this out together. Do we have enough knights and soldiers around to spare, to come with us? And enough light sources to bring along as well?
1: Probably just us, guy, and the
0: other guy. The soldiers must stay here to protect the women and children of this castle. Alright. We must go,
3: now. Good thing we got a gnome with a sprained ankle and one (laughs) super soldier. We'll be alright, and a crackhead.
4: So just then, the door at the front of the gate, you hear a loud knock on it.
1: So at that point, oh, I want to get another sword, one that I didn't shank Guy with. Like, I want to have another sword, like, I actually want to be armed, like, where I was comfortable with in the army, I guess. So shield and no. From outside the castle doors, you hear, Hello? Fuck that. Does that sound like a
0: familiar voice? No. This happens frequently, but never speaking. When we hear the knocks. We hear them trying to get in, but... It must be the diamond. We must go. And he spins his cloak around and he brings his acolyte with him. And he pulls aside a tapestry behind which is a door that leads into a secret passage. He says, quickly, we must escape now. Can I grab a crossbow on the way out if there's any to spare? (laughs) Sure, you've got a crossbow. Nice.
3: I'd like to grab an actual weapon, not a blunt weapon.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Parmar says,
0: quickly, come on, let's go.
3: I can only move so fast, but I'm coming. I take off.
1: I want to make sure we all have a light source, and then, yeah, we're all armed, and we go. Do you still have the... Have you used the
0: magic lamp yet? Not the last one, I don't think. All right, you still have that. Each of you has a torch, and the acolyte is leading the way. Parmar is holding open the door. The stairs descend down, down, down into the darkness of the ancient catacombs of the castle and the acolyte leads the way, burning a brilliant light ahead of you. You eventually reach a sewer grate and he opens up a door underneath the castle that leech- that leads you outside the city walls and says, the cavern isn't too far from here. It's approximately 500 yards beyond the city walls. And I need a conflict roll. From, does anybody have a mem- uh, moment that they would like to engage?
1: I do. So, the moment, I will find hope and subtle squeaks during a quiet moment with no fighting. All right. Go ahead and roll, and then we'll see the uh, the outcomes. At this point,
0: we only have five candles reman- remaining, so there are only five dice with which you can roll.
1: Cock-sucking motherfucker.
0: No sixes and no ones. That is a failed moment, so go ahead and burn your moment. As the sewer grate squeaks close, everybody is out and the torches are lit. But off in the distance, you can hear and we must darken another candle.
5: Did you still get, like, the hope die kind of thing? No, because
0: he failed his moment, so it was hope lost. Well, dang. These things are true. The world is dark.
5: We make it safely
0: to the uh, caverns. The acolyte does not make it safely to the caverns. The calls they've been making have been growing stronger. And four candles remain lit. We speak the last truth together. And And we we are still alive. You have made it safely to the cavern. The Acolyte has suffered a grievous injury. He is limping only with the help of Parmar, who carries a great staff made of dark wood. He sets his acolyte down outside of this overgrown cave entrance. And he says, Son, put some pressure on here. Use part of my robe as a tourniquet. And the acolyte is tying off a piece of cloth around his leg to try and staunch the bleeding. Parmar turns to Jack and says, Jack, I need your help. We need to move aside all of this shrubbery, and we need to get to the cave entrance. All right. So let's get that done. I need you to give me a conflict roll because the vegetation is very strong and has grown thick and wild over this cave entrance. Two ones, no sixes. Do you have a trait available to you? Yeah, it's empathetic. You do have an injured man.
1: Yeah, I'll burn it. so I re-roll the ones we're gonna
0: lose it anyways cause no sixes so as you are tearing away this vegetation you fall backwards and you conk your head suddenly gaining a massive headache and please darken a candle
1: These things are true. The world is dark. We will find the answer in the cavern. Parmar is trying
4: to hide the answer from us.
0: And the last truth we speak together.
1: And we we are are still still alive. alive.
0: The cave entrance now yawns before you and you can see that it is pockmarked with all sorts of glyphs and spirals and all sorts of things that have been scratched into the surface. Parmar takes the staff and twists it in his hands and says, What I'm about to show you must never leave this cavern. We go in here to save our people and that is the end of it, understood
3: Yes, start building the suspense and pull the lever.
0: Understood. Off in the distance, you hear. Move. He says, quite right, quite right. And he takes the staff, feels with his hand, and he says, please bring the torchlight closer. I need to find the keyhole. I'll bring the torch closer. He says, there. And he presses his staff into the hole in the cavern. Suddenly, there are spiderwebs of light that radiate out from his staff, and they spread like a beacon in the night out among the cracks and pocks of the cave door. And as it lights up, brilliant against this darkness that has pervaded you these past few weeks, a door cracks open just beside Parmar, and he says, Quickly, quickly, come on now. We don't have much time. As many cries of Does the acolyte follow us in? The acolyte stumbles in with you. Okay. Parmar is rushing ahead of you. He's got his torch ahead of him and he's ushering you with him.
1: Oh, so we're just sprinting down <sighs> this bitch.
3: hauling
2: as fast as my fat ass can run. Yeah, I will be absolutely hauling ass. I'm basically using bolt.
5: I guess Ebenezer would be trying to help the... Is the acolyte just kind of, like, limping behind us, or, like...
0: Yes, he is barely keeping it together. All right, I guess Ebenezer would try to be, like, helping to pull him along. All right, I need you to give me a conflict roll.
5: Hmm. So I kind of made this specific as far as the hope thing. It's saving someone's life from falling, because they'd be hanging by a moment. Okay. But is there not really anything to fall off of?
0: He could fall. He could just fall right now. Just fall to his knees. Fall All behind.
5: Right. I guess I'm going to give that a try. I'm going to try and save him from falling.
0: All right. No sixes, no ones. All right. That would count as a failed moment of hope. You try to keep him up, but you are too short and the acolyte too tall. And his weight bears upon you and you both tumble to the ground. In that moment... You can't imagine outrunning these things for much longer. And please darken a candle.
3: The one that looks to be
5: most out.
0: They're all almost there. These things are true. The world is dark.
5: I guess the acolyte dies here.
0: All right. That's depressing. (laughs) And the last truth we say together... And And we we are are still still alive. You're running down this long corridor, but they have followed you through the open door. The light is dancing ahead of you, burning against the darkness and dampness of this cave, but they are splashing through the muck and the mud, and Ebenezer and the Acolyte have fallen behind. They've fallen down, and they are on top of them, faster than you can think. They're dragging the Acolyte back into the darkness, and he's screaming, No! Ebenezer, they are right behind you.
5: I'm gonna shoot at one of them, and then... I'm tempted because with my vice is, since it is my vice to put other people in front of me, it should cause me harm, right? So I would still try to save this guy, no matter how stupid it may seem.
0: Go ahead and narrate it for me.
5: All right. I guess I go, there's like a mass of them just like dragging this dude away
0: or is that what it was? The shadows are moving beyond where the light can touch and you can just see the acolyte scratching and clawing at the rocks in front of him, trying to stay inside the light. All right, so I still have a torch, right? Yes.
5: All right, so I'm going to fire my crossbow into, like, the shadow, like, closest to him, I guess. And then I'm going to pull out my shiv and just go running straight towards him and just, like,
0: waving the torch. I will save you. Just, like, bum rush them. You heard a screech of pain and one of them fell back. The Acolyte tried to claw towards you when suddenly he was snapped out of the light and you come wailing in with your torch and your shiv and you managed to beat them back for a moment, but the Acolyte is gone and your friends are getting farther and farther down the tunnel.
5: I guess if I can't see where he is now,
0: I would try to catch up to these guys. You start running on your short legs. Those of you that are up ahead, you can hear these screeches and these screams. You can hear the acolyte trying to hold on to life. And Parmar reaches another door, presses his staff into another keyhole, and opens it. Inside, you can see that there is a ring of silver metal sitting on a pedestal, illuminated only by the torchlight that you've brought into the room with you. He says, that, that is the only thing that will save us now. What the fuck is that? That is the Diadem Exorius. It's a ring. And, wh- and what does it do? That will allow us to harness the energy of this crystal. This crystal, it's not, it's no black diamond. It is a piece of the soul of Sargonis. It is evil incarnate. It is pure power. And Riley tampered with it.
3: Do you know what Riley was trying to accomplish with it? He knew it was dangerous. He knew these experiments could go wrong. I told him to stay away from them, but what was he trying to... What did he see as an accomplishment with it?
0: He hoped to use it as planar shift to dance between the dimensions. To conquer all worlds, to expand his commerce anywhere and everywhere that exists. Eh, seems like something my brother would do. First, he built that enormous Prussian Canal system, thinking that it would help the kingdom. All he's done is waterlogged the entire north of the country. He doesn't know it yet, but I tried to warn him. The entire place will flood within the century. Awesome. So, how
1: do we fix this?
0: We must join the two pieces, and we must use the power to try and drive back the forces of darkness. We just lost another one. And
4: the candle is snuffed out.
0: There's only one truth remaining. And we We are still still alive.
1: alive. Okay. So I pull out the diamond and say, let's get this done.
3: I would like to take out our last lamp that's very bright and light it.
0: That magic light that you pulled from Riley's? Yes. Jack, since you have indicated that you want to get this done, I need you to give me a conflict roll. There's only one candle remaining, one die left to roll. Did I catch up yet, or am I still, like, hobbling? You're still running down. And, hold on, do you ha- how many cards do you have left? Just the one? Just my brink. If you roll a one, you can use your brink to try and re-roll push to the edge of your humanity. Outstanding. Roll a three. That counts as a failed conflict.
3: Can he he still roll his brink at this point?
0: Nope. Only on ones. But since this is the last candle, it's not just a failed conflict. You pull the diamond out of your pocket and you start to run forward towards that silver circlet sitting in the middle of this cavern. When you feel something latch onto your foot, you are yanked back into the darkness and the diamond goes flying from your grasp as you see wrapped around your ankle is a, almost like a whip. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides?
1: Yeah. Mm, A while
0: ago, yeah. The mermaids with their... Yeah. With their seaweed whips. Imagine that, but inky blackness. Solid. And I would like for you
1: to describe your character's death. Oh, that's a tough one. As he gets pulled away, I guess he would try to fight off whatever's trying to get him. I mean, obviously, does it have both my legs or just one? Just one has been yanked out from underneath you. Okay, so at that point, I would be trying to kick at it, hold on to anything, but while I have my sword, stab at it, try to cut it off. But as it inevitably inevitably pulls pulls me up, through the cavern up the stairs I kind of had this last realization That that candle's about to go out And it went out Successful realization Yeah successful realization That this is it um, This is the end of me And At that point I just kind of want to think of All the wars and all the stuff I fought in, all the lives I took Whether they were needed or not But I kind of come to peace with all that and I try to fight. Like, I try to stab whatever, but obviously I just get KO'd. The last candle has gone out, which means that
0: darkness has fallen. Jack is pulled off into the darkness. The diamond goes flying. It falls in front of Parmar, and he tosses it to Pal and says, Pal, you must connect it with the silver circlet. Quickly, they're here. I want to connect them together. You run forward. And you manage to grasp the circlet in your hand before you are tackled by something coming out of the dark and you lose your torch and it gutters in a puddle. You can feel something rustling with you, prying the circlet away from you, and you can hear the diamond go skittering across the stone. Ah, fuck. But all that you see in front of you is a gaping maw and you hear deep in the belly of the thing that is hovering over you. And those of you that are in the room see Pal as he is swallowed whole by this dark, black thing. The diamond has skittered in front of Inigo and the circlet is now lying at the feet of Miles. So Inigo Motoya
4: sees the diamond fall towards his feet. He says, I will take this diamond and I will save everyone. And he picks up the diamond Miles, you need this diamond. And as I'm about to throw it, all of a sudden his arm gets taken off of his body and he, his arm drops to the ground
0: right there. You look at your arm and you can barely believe that your arm is no longer connected to your body. You turn to face the thing that has done this to you and you feel a blade of pure blackness pierce your chest and you hear whispered in your ear,
4: Inigo Montoya? You, my name is Inigo Montoya.
0: Prepare to die. And you are snatched out of the torchlight and pulled back into the cavern. Ebenezer, just as you reach the doorway, you see that your companion is being dragged from the light by the darkness. You manage to sidestep, unbelieving that you've been able to survive this entire run. They've danced around you, danced around your torchlight, and you can see that there is an arm lying on the ground, and the circlet is at the feet of Miles. Parmar is gripping his staff and twisting in his hands. Does Parmar look evil right now? He looks worried beyond belief. He is terrified, petrified, unable to move. Pull yourself together, man. He hears your voice, looks in your direction, twists his staff and disappears. Bitch. That
1: son of a bitch!
0: (laughs) And as you see him disappear, you can finally feel the claws of them behind you as they latch into your shoulders, pushing you down to the ground. Your face is pressed into the stone. Ow! And you can see that something has just picked up the diamond from the hand that was severed on the ground, and you know that Parmar has it. The last thing that you are able to do before they drag you away you fling your torch into their faces where you see their jaws have unhinged and their limbs are reaching for you, and they squeal back away from the door as you hear footsteps run past you, and you know that Parmar has escaped for now. Parmar, you jackass. (laughs) And then you can feel ripping at your midsection you can see as they rip into your flesh and your intestines are pulled from your body you can feel it as they start to devour your flesh and in your last moments you see the only one left is miles standing with the silver circlet miles you have just witnessed ebenezer be devoured in front of you and only one light remains the light that you pulled from your brother's apartment.
3: I muttered to myself, Riley, I trusted you. I loved you. And then I
0: smash it. You smash the glass upon the stone, creating brilliant blue flame that engulfs not only them around you, but yourself as well. And as you burn, you know that at least you took a few of them with you.
5: I love Trugala. Everything I have done in my life, so small as it has been, has been for my country. And I know, despite what is happening now, we will always come back from this. Tugala
1: will never be destroyed.
2: I wish I'd have done with more of my life than being a historian. I feel like my life has just been, as a historian, has not been fulfilling. Being afraid all the time, not accomplishing anything except for looking at old books. Should've done more. You know,
3: I always wanted to be skinny, but I have such a love for food that I knew that would actually never happen. I actually feel a little embarrassed. This uh, whole time we've been trapped here, I've been uh, hiding away a little bit of food, little by little, in my pockets. And as we sit here and I watch everyone else go hungry, I've actually... uh, Still been my usual fat self and keep putting on a little bit of weight. I guess I'll never get thin, even when we have very low food supplies. However, one thing is, I do trust Riley. He's been gone a few days now, but I've always, always trusted him. Even when he never listens to what I counsel him to do. Just like, never, he should have never started with these experiments. But I do trust that his plan will work and that we will survive and get out of this. And I will make it my goal that if we do live, I will try to cut back on
0: the Twinkies and lose just a few pounds. Amen. Well, sitting
1: in this room with a bunch of people that I barely really know, just a lot of time to think about all the wars, all the fighting, and all the people. Especially the ones that I've killed. Now guys in in the army. Or in my battalion. So once you get out, you kind of think about it all the time. Never believed them until right now. Now that the world's kind of going dark. And they're inevitably coming after me. I don't think I'm making out of this one alive. But I just sit here and wonder is this what I deserve for everything I've done? For really no simple reason? I don't know. It's just. Really, something to think about, and it just kind of keeps me going. If I get out of this alive, then maybe I'll try something different instead of war. But we'll see how it goes.
3: My name is Inigo Montoya. My father
4: had lived a very long and chivalrous life. He put others before himself, was a brave man,
0: and as my father died, and I am prepared to for what is right. If you enjoyed this episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit at Death Saving Bros, all one word. You can follow me personally at HP Camper.
3: You can follow me at Benfro15. I'm a at.
4: I'm a underscore B underscore rad. And you
1: can find us on Reddit.
5: You can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T dash Smith.
1: And I'm
0: listening to you. For those of you in your cars, in your home, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. We'd like to thank Will Savino and his Music D20 project for elevating this episode and for elevating the whole Goblin arc to a whole nother level. His compositions are top-notch and have been perfect for our story. You can get access to his music as well by supporting Will at patreon.com musicd20. It's only $2 per month, and that'll get you mp3 files of all his d20 music. If you can't afford the support during these trying times, Some of his stuff is available on Spotify. Or you can just keep listening within the context of our podcast. We're okay with that. Again, that is Will Savino and the Music D20 Project at patreon.com slash musicd20. We apologize for our inconsistency with episode releases as of late. In the midst of coronavirus stay-at-home orders, we're trying to find our new normal. While we originally thought we'd be able to continue recording without hiccup, um, we've encountered some logistical issues that are a little more complicated than anticipated. But we are all staying safe and healthy, and we certainly hope that you are doing the same. If you need a chat, if you need some digital human interaction, reach out to us on social media at Death Saving Bros. We're there for you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit, And if you'd like to just leave us a quick note, no conversation, head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, and leave us a five-star rating and review. A Podchaser review would be a huge deal right now if you do it by April 16th, 2020. That's because each podcast review through that time will result in a 25-cent donation to the Meals on Wheels COVID-19 Relief Fund, and then uh, we'll be sure to respond to your review because you can do that on that platform, and then that'll be another 25 cent donation. So leaving a review on Podchaser right now, and again, right now being through April 16th, 2020, you'll be helping our standings and helping your neighbors stand tall during this global crisis. That's all I've got for you at the end of this episode. We certainly hope that you enjoyed our Ten Candles Tragic Horror mini-arc. Without further ado, we'll see you next time. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Ambush Zenkorin, Blinka's Temper, Honey Coral, In Corridors of Yore, In Corridors of Yore Organ and Cholestra, Northern Tales, Permafrost Wasteland, Renouncing the Oath, Seven Stars of Arcus, The Shivering War, Those Who Writhe Below, and Void Soul Temple, are copyright Will Savino, and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks Beginning, Horror 13, and Horror Drone 1, are by Jason Shaw on Audionautics.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle, and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.